Nashville Predators fans get to hear from a potential new owner, former Governor Bill Haslam. That's fine, whatever. Who cares? The big headline, though, came from another guy who was involved in that press conference, David Poyle, who delivered some remarks about the Philip Forsberg situation that, uh, yeah kind of has Preds fans a little bit on edge. We'll talk about what we think that means for the team and whether our opinions on Forsberg's future have changed. Plus, Cody Glass re-signing with the Preds on a new deal and the Stanley Cup Finals could end tonight. We have a preview of that coming up today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com with terrible lighting today. And I have a partner in crime who always has fantastic lighting. It it really helps a lot when you're my age. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at onthefourcheck.com. So yesterday, uh, after our podcast went up on the air, there's a press conference down at Bridgestone mm-hmm. Arena. Uh, we had uh, Herb Fritsch, the current Predators majority owner. Uh, we had Sean Henry, the CEO. And the guy that is the potential new owner, the guy who, uh, if everything goes according to plan and sale goes through and all that good stuff, Governor Bill Haslam will be the new majority owner. Um, This was whatever. I I really don't care anything they had to say. It's like all the the good sounding stuff that you want. Right. That's not why we're here. That is not the headline that came out of the day. David Poyle, the GM was also there and naturally somebody asked him about philip forsberg and uh the response he gave has uh some preds fans uh yeah a little Mm -hmm. bit uneasy let's hear what he had to say yeah we're the negotiations are still talking talking a lot we just don't we just don't have it have it done it's uh, we got a deadline coming up here july uh july 13th so it's you know it's I, I wish it was done. I, I said that two two months ago, so I don't have any new lines. It's uh, it's disappointing. I'm sure they're they're disappointing because they they feel that uh, we should be you know maybe offering something different. We feel that we're in a good spot, and uh, you know we we just got to keep working to to get this get this done. Okay, well we were both very optimistic. Philip Forsberg um, was going to resign. Uh, we are less than uh, less than a month away, about 20 days or so till free agency hits. And David Poyle acknowledges that uh, neither side really unhappy where the other side is. So, Anne, mm. what do we make of all this? You know, we've talked before on the podcast that we are hoctimists. You know, we are looking at the bright side of things. And I really felt like based on what we have heard from Philip Forsberg and from the Nashville Predators, that a deal with Philip Forsberg is imminent. The comments yesterday really stopped me in my Hoctimus tracks because 
it sounds very much like David Poyle is communicating via media. This is it. Like we're, this is the offer that we're, we have. And it almost seems like Poyle is sort of preparing a take it or leave it statement. And what concerns me is I think if I were Philip Forsberg, I'd think about leaving it. So I will say yesterday at this press conference that was supposed to be about one thing, it really became about something else entirely. And I don't feel like Nashville Predators fans maybe should feel as optimistic or secure in Philip Forsberg being back at Bridgestone Arena next season as I maybe thought two weeks ago. There was more to what David Poyle had to say. We're going to get to that part of the quote um, here in a little bit. But to me, and this was like the first time that I kind of got the feeling there's more behind the scenes because the way we've heard it from David Poyle, the way we've kind of heard stuff from Philip Forsberg um, and the way it's been reported from some of the hockey insiders around the NHL, it really sounded like this was a case of money where Mm -hmm. Philip Forsberg wanted to be back. Uh, The Preds wanted Philip Forsberg back, and it was just a matter of getting that dollar amount. This, to me, makes it sound like maybe there's more to the situation than just money. You know, maybe maybe that's term. Like, maybe the Preds want to lock Philip Forsberg in long term, and that's not something he's willing to do. And, of course, the players who are wanting to keep that window open as much as possible – and who want to kind of develop a core that they can use to kind of lure other pieces in are naturally going to want Philip Forsberg locked in for the long haul. So, you know, for, for David Poyle, and, and it's the way he said it, where he's like, you yes. know, I'm sure they think, um, you know, I, I can't remember the exact wording of what he said, but he was like, I'm sure they think we should be offering something different where we feel like we're in a good spot. So this is kind of like the Jedi mind PR side of David Poyle, where he's like, we think this is a great deal. um, And they're not happy with how great of a deal this is. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting from David Poyle, that kind of damage control that uh, we quite frankly saw a lot during the Shea Weber situation, a lot when Ryan Suter was trying to negotiate his UFA status. And it just kind of yes. makes you think that, you know, is there's some hard-headedness going on here. It feels a lot like laying down a narrative already in case things go wrong. It really does you know the comments yesterday were the first time I felt like there was some um, PR happening in the comments? There was this laying down of a narrative and putting the responsibility on Forsberg's people, and it made me feel very uncomfortable because I think okay, when David Poyle is at a point where he feels like he needs to start laying down a narrative for how this negotiation has gone or is at, it does not reassure me that Poyle feels like this is going to get done. It just does not reassure me. And, you know, I don't know. I I will say after that press conference yesterday, I really thought this, you know, this is 
this is it. It's not going to happen. Well, there's some other people around the NHL that noticed it too, because I think it was daily face off added Forsberg, you know, did a whole thing about Forsberg and kind of upped him on the top available list. Talking right. about how it was more likely he was going to test the market. Um, you, you know, this, this quote wasn't caught on a clip that we had, but he talked about Gabe Landeskog hitting unrestricted free agency a while back and then ultimately re-signing with Colorado and we see how that's working out for them. Um, you know, so the fact that he went out of his way to kind of bring that up makes me think that this could be a situation where Forsberg is going to hit the open market. Now we saw it last year with Mikhail Granlin. Mm-hmm. We actually saw it with Mikhail Granlin twice now where that it seemed like that was done. Like it seemed like that was like totally dead in the water. Um, and, uh, you know, he wound up coming back after hitting the market because, you know, he didn't really get the offer he wanted from the mm-hmm. team he wanted. But this is different. This is Philip Forsberg. This is a guy right. who just came up. You have to remember Mikhail Granlund was kind of rebuilding himself. You know, he – played good on the ice, but his numbers quite weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip Forsberg is coming off a 42 goal season where he was one of the top goal scorers in the NHL. And he's what, 27, 28, something around that. Like he's still very, very young. Yes. Um, there's, he's not going to have trouble finding offers from competitive teams. Like there's going to be a good team out there that is willing to give Philip Forsberg exactly the contract he wants. So right. I think maybe, you know, maybe David Poyle thinks that Philip Forsberg is going to go test the waters, not like what he finds and come back to Nashville. That's playing with fire because I think there are intriguing teams, even some pl- even some teams that missed the playoffs this year that are more intriguing options than Nashville that are willing to give him money. The only thing that brings me perhaps an ounce of comfort, and it's just an ounce friends. So don't, you know, hook your hopes on this is that hopefully Poyle has a good read on the market value of Forsberg. I would hope that he was listening at the trade deadline to some offers and so has a good idea of what Forsberg would find on the open market and has made a competitive offer. But I agree with you, Philip Forsberg hitting free agency. There are teams that are going to pay him what he wants and that will be flexible on term because there are teams that really need a Philip Forsberg. He is a team changing player. This is a big fish. And so David Poyle better have a very accurate read on what is happening with Forsberg's value when he does inevitably, it sounds like hits free agency because people are going to be shopping for Philip Forsberg. And if David Poyle does not have an offer that is better, that appeals to Forsberg, Forsberg is gone. This playing with fire, for sure. Mm -hmm. And there's something else that David Poyle said in his press conference yesterday um, that I think kind of underlines the fact that he's playing for fire a little bit. And something that really makes me support Philip Forsberg in all of this. Mm -hmm. 
I want to get into what that is in a second. We'll play that clip for you. But first, I want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including everything you know need to know about this year's Stanley Cup playoffs, even though tonight might be the finale. Major League Baseball, MMA, fighting, boxing, golf. If there's a sport you want to cover, chances are BetOnline.net has you covered. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information. That includes live betting, esports, and scores. And they remain your best spots for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest, easy way to check in on all your favorite sports events. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, and there's more to what David Poyle had to say yesterday that kind of underlines the fact that I think he's maybe misjudging this Philip Forsberg situation a little bit, and I want to play that right here. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to change that position because I mean, Philip is in my conversations. Is, you know, wants to be here. All these things. It's it's, it's, a, it's really down to a business decision. It's nothing about him not wanting to, to be here and go somewhere else. It's a business decision. And we're trying to run the franchise correctly and what we think is the appropriate number, not only as a player for him, but it also gets into uh, what, what we need to be able to, to uh, put a, a good team together, which is Phillips' team for the, you know, if we're offering him an eight-year contract, it's Phillips' team for the next eight years. So, uh, you know, he has to hopefully have a little bit of a, a little bit of a buy-in was the word that David Poyle used. Now, for context, he said he offered Philip Forsberg an eight-year contract. He says they are not offering anything less than an eight-year contract to Philip Forsberg. And he's saying he wants Philip Forsberg to buy in. So that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. That right there is the biggest context clue that Forsberg probably wants more money at a shorter term, whereas mm-hmm. DeBoyle wants him to commit for the long run. A couple of thoughts here, Anne. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're Philip Forsberg, what, and I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this, what has Nashville done that will convince you to buy in for the long term? Like, yes. what is the reason that Philip Forsberg would feel comfortable basically signing the last big contract of his NHL career? Because let me tell you, last season, uh, in terms of individual player performances, was one of the best in Nashville history. You Mm -hmm. had Philip Forsberg himself have a career season, wind up being one of the top scorers in the NHL. His line mate, Matt Duchesne, also had his career best season. You have Roman Yossi, who is doing Roman Yossi things. And you had UC Soros stealing wins and basically becoming one of the top goaltenders in the NHL before our lives. And what did David Poyle do? Nothing. Trade deadline came and went. He did nothing to try to help this team reload. He made one move, Jeremy Lazan, that he himself said was more of a longer-term project. And when asked about it postseason, 
you know, David Boyle went out and said, well, we didn't think this team was close enough to a cup. So if you're Philip Forsberg and you're hearing that and you're having a career season and all these players around you are having career seasons and you're among the league best and you are in first place a month before the trade deadline, like what, what evidence is there that this is going to be a team you want to be a part of for the long run other than just you like Nashville and you want to stay right. with the team? There's no evidence because you can sign on the dotted line and David Poyle can say he wants to build around you. Like he wants this to be your team and have you locked in, but what's to stop him from just, you know, not doing anything like saying, Oh, well, right. we're not close enough. So we're going to continue this and that and blah, 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 blah. Like what's, what do you blame Forsberg at all for not wanting to sign an eight year deal under these circumstances? I agree with what you're saying 100%. And this press conference really highlighted that for me. When you look at the season that the Nashville Predators just came off of, again, you have record-setting seasons from core people who are locked in. You are looking at Duchesne. You're looking at Yossi, you know, Soros, Johansson, long-term. This is the core that Forsberg is being asked to build around. It's the core you had this season. And if they had a record-setting season this season, but you still didn't feel like they were a cup contender, Forsberg needs the reassurance that David Poyle is going to aggressively go for the secondary pieces this team absolutely has to have if it's going to be more than a first-round contender. And if I'm Philip Forsberg, I sure have questions about whether that's going to happen. And so... You know, you can go back and look at 2017. You can look at the President's Cup in 2018. There were some smaller moves made at the trade deadline. But I'm not sure we can say that David Poyle has a track record of really going all in on a team. Well, when the he, chips are down. That's okay. The last part of that is the key word there. When the yes, chips are down. Yes, when the because chips are when the, down. Yeah, because after the cup, when the Predators had some good momentum, they went out and got Kyle Turris, which, you know, it, horrible in retrospect, but at the time seemed like him yes. kind of going all in. Uh, yes. There was a trade deadline where he went out and got Mikhail Granlund and uh, some other players who are not here. Um so, you know, we, we've seen him go all in, but that's kind of when you said when the chips are down. Right. Is when David Poyle doesn't have the track record. And that, I think, is the bigger thing because he hasn't been aggressive at reloading the team and kind of making necessary changes. Um, that's And that's the thing is he's kind of stood pat. You know, he's not aggressive enough to reload the team because he doesn't, you know, want to jeopardize the future. But at the same time, he's not investing in the present. And what you have is a team that is kind of just spinning in a circle right now. Until the team has a clear direction on what they want to go. And you don't blame Philip Forsberg for not wanting to be a part of that, for wanting to be a part of a team that has a set trajectory who has mm -hmm. maybe already been through periods like this and are starting to build some momentum. Heck, there's even teams out there um, who are, you know, kind of, you know, 
have rebuilt for the last little bit that are maybe a piece like Forsberg away from taking that next step. The Detroit Red Wings, one of those teams. The New Jersey Devils, who Mm -hmm. have invested, even though they've been, you know, kind of struggling, scraping the bottom of the barrel. There's rumors they may trade the number two pick for a player that can play right now. They also went out and got Dougie Hamilton last year. So this is a team investing in their future. Philip Forsberg might be a perfect fit. who plays a similar kind of style of hockey as somebody like Nico Hischier. Mm-hmm. There's teams out there that even maybe in like worse record wise than the Preds that may have a clear trajectory. And I think that like you said earlier, I think David Poyle is counting on knowing what the market value is going to be for Philip Forsberg. Forsberg goes out there, sees it himself, isn't happy and comes back to Nashville. But I think there's a team with cap space that is going to be aggressive enough to go out there and give Philip Forsberg the kind of deal he wants. Yes, I would agree with that. The only way I can see this playing out favorably for David Poyle right now, based on what we're talking about here, having a clear trajectory for this team, because he stood pretty pat, like you said, at the trade deadline here, we got Jeremy Lazan, but that was not a aggressive, we're going for it, we're all in on the playoffs move. The only way I feel like this is going to play out well for David Poyle is if his stand kind of pat dance with the girl you took kind of attitude at this trade deadline when you have these players having exceptional seasons is if he was using that to gauge what major moves he needs to do next year. And that has to be communicated to Philip Forsberg because David Poyle's track record for putting it on the line when you kind of have to be aggressive is not going to be reassuring to Forsberg that this team is on a deeper playoff run trajectory. If David Poyle can go to Forsberg and say, Hey, look, I didn't go all in this season because I wanted to see what this core can do. And now that I know exactly what this core is capable of come next season, if we're in the same spot, I know exactly what we need to plug in. That's a different conversation. My fear is it's not the conversation that's happening with Philip Forsberg. It's interesting because it's almost like Forsberg wants to see the Predators make a big move that tells them they're all in. Mm -hmm. The Preds want to see what Philip Forsberg does before they make a big move. So it's almost like this impasse. And David Poyle Mm -hmm. used uh, this line yesterday where he said something's got to give. Yes. Something's got to give here. Like somebody's got to take the first step. Either Philip Forsberg is going to commit and the Predators can kind of use that to catalyze some big moves elsewhere, or the Predators are going to have to kind of put their money with their mouth is maybe go out in the draft or the week before the draft and make a big hockey move that shows Forsberg and shows some of the other NHL teams and potentially some other NHL free agents that they're serious about getting this team back towards contendership status. Um, yes. So it is going to be interesting. And uh, I have a feeling we are going to be talking a lot more about oh. this Yes. over the coming weeks. Let's take a second though and talk about some current 
predators, including uh, one Mr. Cody Glass. Yes. The, uh, as of this morning, re-signed with Nashville, a one-year two-way deal. Two-way, I think, is important for yes. uh, just over or just under eight hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars this year. A one-year deal. Um, yeah. What do you think about the move to re-sign Glass for a, a one-year two-way deal? You know, I really like bringing Cody Glass back. I think this is definitely uh, an extension of sort of a tryout year, a tryout season for Cody Glass. You know, he had a really tricky season last season, came to the Predators, struggled a little bit here in Nashville, spent time in Milwaukee and absolutely lit it up in Milwaukee. He was the points leader, just played phenomenally for the Admirals. And so I think it really was very reassuring to David Poyle that this is somebody who can contribute to the Predators down the road, but I feel like we're not all in yet. So I like this move. I'm not ready to say that Cody Glass is a, a bust for the Predators. I really feel like he needed the year that he had. And I think don't underestimate how difficult it is to transition from your team that you've you know, you entered the league with and have played with only, and then all of a sudden you're moved to Nashville. I mean, this is, it's a big thing that he went through as a young player. So I like giving him another chance. I would like to see more of Cody Glass in Nashville this coming season, you know, but again, everything this coming season is sort of overshadowed and decisions are kind of hinging on Philip Forsberg. But I do like giving Cody Glass another year here in Nashville. I think this is I think this is a smart investment, a smart move. Yeah, Cody Glass, I think this year is going to have a chance to kind of prove he belongs permanently on an NHL roster. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he'll probably get a little bit more leeway to do that this year. Um, and the two-way deal basically ensures that, hey, he's still going to be a long-term project for Nashville. Um, obviously he tore it up in the AHL mm -hmm. and after working with Carl Taylor, uh, we saw him come back with a whole new style of play when he did play for the Predators, play with a lot more intensity, a lot more focus that, uh, you know, seemed to be kind of missing his early stints with the Preds and kind of in parts at his stints with Vegas. Um, mm -hmm. so True. it is going to be very interesting to him. I think this is a good deal. Uh, I think this is, you know, one of those deals where you're going to get a chance next year, but, you know, depending on what happens, we're not going to completely put all our chips in you mm -hmm. this year. Um, yes. So, yeah, I, I like the deal. Good deal. I like the deal. And I want to highlight one thing you said. Shout out to Carl Taylor, who I think is absolutely a bedrock for the National Predators organization. This man's incredible. Um, and love what he's been able to do with so many of these young players. So just take a moment on this Friday and say, well done, Carl Taylor, yet again. Way to go, Carl. Um, way to go, Carl. Potentially tonight we could be saying way to go, Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> uh, game five of the Stanley Cup Finals in Denver. The Cup mm. will be in Denver Avalanche have a chance to win their first cup since 2001 at home in front of their home fans. Uh, and you think it's going to happen tonight? I don't know. And I love that about this series. I will say, I think for Colorado's sake, you need to end it tonight because if this series goes back to Tampa Bay, I think 
you're you're looking at a whole different ball of wax. So if Colorado wants to win it, they need to they need to end it, finish him tonight. That's what needs to happen. Do I think they will? I don't, I'm telling you, I don't know. I think Tampa Bay is a team that's so good at making adjustments. And we've seen that, you know, the in the last two games now, granted, they didn't win in game four. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And you know what? The petty part of me, and let's just admit that person exists, is like, yeah, win it. When it, just give Tampa Bay the, you know, the two-time Stanley Cup back-to-back champions going for a three-peat. Just give them one win, and that will maybe make the petty person in me feel better about being swept in the first round, but only a fraction better. Yeah. Uh, if the Avalanche win tonight and it winds up they beat Tampa Bay 4-1 to yeah. one, uh, mm-hmm. and completely outpace them at times, here's the story I have. How good were the St. Louis Blues? (laughs) We just completely overlooked the fact that St. Louis played the toughest series against the Colorado Avalanche. They were the only people that scared them at all. Yeah. Was the St. Louis Blues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, do we have to like go back in retrospect and put that series under a microscope and be like, huh, okay. Like maybe, maybe there was more to that. Yes, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of with you. I think if Colorado doesn't win it tonight, it's more interesting. I think I I just think it's going to be hard uh, for the Lightning to win three straight against the Avalanche. But if there yes. is one team that could do it, it is the Tampa Bay Lightning. But just the way Colorado played, especially that overtime period where oh, Tampa my Bay gosh. like never touched the puck, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see anybody being able to beat this team three straight times yeah when Colorado hits that gear the best you can do is just hold on and hope for the best and and hope that they wear themselves out because it is just a next level tempo and execution so I agree if they come out and play like they did in the overtime you know sorry about your luck Tampa (laughs) yeah um yeah i mean it's it's going to be an interesting uh, season i'm not going to make a prediction because every prediction i've made in this series <laughs> so far has been wrong um but this i will is a say hard series to predict in your yeah. and my defense this is yeah, a really I, I, tough series to call. i guess i did say tampa was going to rebound in game three um yeah you did well, we'll and i yeah. was wrong that one so look yeah. it we're just muddling through this this stanley cup final series together <laughs> yeah either Either way, God, Preds hockey, come back, preferably with Philip Forsberg. Yes. Yeah. All right, Anne, um, where can the fine people find your work online? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com, and you can find me on Twitter at K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. And while you're there, also follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment that helps us get this content out to more Preds fans like yourself. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Thank you, everybody, for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back next week with a bunch of brand new episodes. We'll see you then.